This is the Arise Ministries Collective Podcast, where we seek to equip and encourage the body of Christ in biblical truth and understanding. We believe that when women have an authentic and growing relationship with Jesus Christ, truly know God's Word, and are dependent on the Holy Spirit, they become powerful and influential vessels for the kingdom. I'm your host, Lisa De Silva, and today we're switching things up a little bit. Many of our podcasts and articles lately have been geared towards women with families. We try to keep things open-ended and relevant to as many as possible, but we know there are a great deal of our listeners and readers who walk through life single. We want you to know that we see you, we love you, and we desire to be a resource for you. My friends Amanda and Jess are roommates and single women with a commitment to gospel truth. They follow hard after Christ, actively share His love with others, and are diligent students of the Word. They understand that there are life experiences and struggles unique to single women, and so they are going to host all of us through a series we're calling In Between. If you are married, please don't tune out. This episode speaks to the issue of contentment, and I know you'll gain a lot from it, just as I did when I first sat down to listen. So invite your friends, pour a cup of coffee or tea, and let's join Amanda and Jess from their Portland sofa. So we just wanted to introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Amanda, I am a nurse here in Portland. And yeah, Jess and I have been roommates for a little over a year and a half now. Um, For me, I I just really have the heart to encourage other women in the truth of who God says He is and how that affects so many different aspects of our lives. Uh, Specifically for this podcast series, Jess and I realized um, that in our home we talk a lot. We talk about our struggles, um, a lot of day-to-day life questions that come up Mm -hmm. as we do have hopes, dreams, and desires. Yet in this present day, we are called to seek the kingdom first. I really just want to help provide a space, um, yeah, just to share in some of the things I've learned as God has and continues to walk me through some of these struggles and uh, and good struggles. And more yeah. importantly, I want to help point out what God's truth says about how we can really just take such a great joy in the mission we're called to. Yeah. yeah. I'm Jessica. I'm 27, and I am, as Amanda said, I am her roommate. Uh, I'm a recruiting coordinator to a large bank in my spare time. I'm also an Enneagram 2, fun fact, and we are both Enneagram 2s. Help me help you. Mm-hmm. Help us help you. <laughs> um, and I think my desire for this comes from just you personally, whoever is listening, to just know that you're not alone. Um, I want you to know that even on your darkest days, deep down, you're called by God. Uh, You are seen. And as Amanda said previously, I mean, this idea was kind of born in our kitchen one afternoon. Um, We noticed we talk a lot about navigating the gray areas in this time, and we call it the in-between time, just the time where, um, you know, you are called by God, but what does that mean? And, you know, having that question of, is this all my life will ever be? but just like you, and, and, and so this podcast isn't going to be anything new that you haven't really heard before. I think I just want to recognize um, that we're not the experts, um, but we are living this out just like you. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to feel this out together. I think the purpose uh, for me is, is just as we said, um, to encourage single believers during the in-between time, finding joy and living out the mission God has called them to. And so kind of honestly, I kind of want to start this off with like just 
a hilarious story that's kind of, so Amanda and I have like a quote board on our refrigerator um, and every time something good happens we're like ooh at post it note that mm-hmm. and we have some golden material built up from these last couple months just nothing makes everything's you, funny right everything's hilarious like it's just unreal um but so amanda took me on an adventure and we're kind of on the cusp of vancouver washington and we um we just went on a long drive to what was the name of the park mount rainier yeah like a four-hour drive to mount rainier stopped had some burgerville and when we got there the park was just like completely empty with us and and except like maybe like a couple other people and it's just really funny because massive amounts of trees and like a huge road with nobody driving on it it was cra- it was really beautiful but it was also for me kind of eerie because I was like what are we what are we doing um <laughs> we just snuck into a national park and we did not pay the fee and we, we were allowed we, we yes <laughs> sorry Lisa um but yeah um but the little girl uh there was this little girl and her family and they were just hanging out by the side of the river and this is what I remember and um there's this ditch and she's sitting in the ditch and her parents are just like oh honey like like come out of the ditch like it's time to go like let us help you and you just hear her be like no and (laughs) no (laughs) and the mom's just like what what and she's like I want to stay here I like it (laughs) she's like do you want to leave the ditch no and so it's like this back and forth and Amanda and I are laughing because I looked at her, or she looked at me, yeah. and one of us was just like, that's just so relatable. Yeah, quote and board. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we definitely added that to our quote board. But yeah, I mean, and that kind of honestly got us thinking about just times in our life where our lives, where we've been most discontent and what God showed each of us during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, because this issue or this series or this podcast or yeah. this episode is on <laughs> contentment, and that's what we want to talk about today. I think about just discontentment in my life in general. Um, And for me, just, I mean, I, I go through the thick of it. I have, I have seasons where it's just like, I, nothing seems to kind of snap me out of it. And then other, other days or weeks where, you know, I'm like, I'm good. God and I are good. We're doing good. And so for me, I mean, thinking about a time I've been most discontent specifically, was definitely, um, so back in 2017, I had graduated with my master's in counseling. I was like so thrilled and I, you know, was starting to look for a job and I decided that I didn't want to pursue a degree in counseling or I didn't want to pursue, sorry, um, a licensure in counseling. So I didn't want to be a licensed counselor and just kind of decided it wasn't for me. So then I spent like 10 months job hunting and it was honestly one of the most difficult times of my life because I felt like I didn't have a purpose or a meaning. I felt jealous because I saw a lot of people around me have purpose and meaning Um, and not just with jobs like relationships, travel, you know, doing things and traveling. And yeah, I just for me was just like, I don't have any of this and I don't have the finances to do any of this. And I just feel really empty. And just thinking about for me, just the word long suffering came to mind a lot of just um, by faith, we we wait like and so during that time i remember i got a mentor and um i served in the church a lot and um just hung out with my friends and spent time with people in addition i mean i was working a part-time job and actively looking for for work but there's only so much you can do i think i went to like a hundred job interviews and it was just a really frustrating period of life and it was it felt like that that in between so 
yeah, I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You've had similar yeah. struggles, it seems. I mean, I do. I mean, it's interesting, like sharing that um, that there are those different phases we go through. I feel like when I was even thinking about this, like when ha- when have I been the most discontent? Like some days I can like look back to the week beforehand and be like, that was when I was most discontent because it's just. It is a continual thing that we have to really turn to the Lord in and that there are those similar themes. Like it can be a longer period of time, like what you talked about. And yeah. and uh, they're impactful while also I think, and I would think you would agree with that, that I mean, some of what we're going to talk about later of, of things we've learned um, and things that we're, we're walking through with God are things he brought up during that time. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do. I think there are a couple different longer seasons for me of discontentment uh, and the one I think I chose to share um yeah really so it had to do with my health um it was when it was at its worst here in the Pacific Northwest uh the winter of 2017 uh which is interesting it was 2017 for you too um what a year yeah interesting was that the 2020 I, was that, <laughs> I don't know but it was snowmageddon here in Pacific Northwest and every like that happens a lot here people you know see a lot of snow and that snowmageddon mm-hmm. but that was a really rough year and I was in Idaho at the time and it, it was rough um, just mm. in the not being able to get out and have your life pace thing. But for me, it was also my chronic health problems really had been at their worst. They'd mm. already been making appearance for about five years, but that winter was specifically horrible. Um, I'd wake up like so many days just discouraged by the pain, physical and emotional pain in that. Mm. My particular health story, it's a little muddled, um, it kind of mimics some autoimmune called Sjogren's, but it's intermixed with some other uh, hormone dysfunctions and stuff. and. Yeah, I've seen like 20 doctors for it and they're not quite sure. And um, Mm -hmm. in that time, there was so much with having these issues peak that I was really working through a lot of the grief process of like a life that I never imagined for myself. Feeling alone because my pain was hidden and people couldn't see it and I felt misunderstood. I felt pretty annoyed (laughs) that others didn't have the problem, that they had a life I wanted and and that I was left to dig into a, a hard battle of hard days. Mm-hmm. every day and some of the, like my hardest days in that I really had to encounter God with my fears of what if um, what if this life never got better what if it developed into worse pain what if this is just what he had for me in life um, that, is yeah. so, that is so hard and it is I think whether it's illness related pain whether it's loneliness whether it's discouragement yeah. or just plain wanting more these are the questions like we end up doubting God in um, I think it takes like an active stance to fight for contentment, to really just lay it all down before the Lord, surrender and say, even if, um, to the what ifs. And and that's what I want to encourage the listeners here in. Um, and there's more to share on how God has continued in this particular refining way, but I'll just shorten it by saying that he's molded my heart um, while I learned mm-hmm. in new and exciting ways how to surrender to before him um, that I honestly don't think I would have um, before. And I don't think I would ask him to even take away that hardest season. In, in 2017 snow to get him um, the process of surrendering to him and being content in him has been my anchor in so many other seasons of discontentment because again it, it doesn't it's not like you just win it and it's it's over seeking contentment is a huge thing truly finding hope rest and purpose in an unchanging God doesn't just affect one situation it affects every situation and and that's really where we want to focus today is just talking about contentment and how you can find that um, yeah in whatever situation you find yourself in I'm super curious about that. I mean, I think like contentment in the midst of suffering, like what if you never find the reason or the purpose of why you suffered? You know, like mm-hmm. I like you were saying, you're like, I wouldn't take back Snowmageddon 
for me, I, at this point in time, I, I don't still, I don't have answers for my 2017. And yeah. I think I grew a lot during that time. But I mean, I also acknowledge that I think there's times of suffering that we just have no, no real explanation for. And like, but going back to what you were saying about like the even if though, mm-hmm. like there's a song by Mercy Me that I think about it's called even if mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. i know you're able and i know you can yeah. um save through the fire through your mighty hand but even if you don't my hope is in you alone yeah. um yeah so yeah just um yeah and it is i think that it's god gives us that perspective at, at different times of what he's teaching us in different seasons and um i think that even leads into like talking about what what we want to encourage people in in mm-hmm. this in this time of discontentment um, that you you may be experiencing or may come up at a future time um, or if I think it's such a hot topic for our generation know, like yeah it just it is and and for the Christian community yeah. I I feel like it's I'm wondering if it's not something we're we're just not addressing discontentment in, in or church. we're phrasing it as happiness sometimes mm, we're it's uh, happiness, happiness. Like, find I'm your not, happy. I think when we align with God's values, that will, yeah, that's, it's, it's not happy per se. We will, we will be happy when we're seeking the things that yeah. God seeks. Um, and that, that kind of goes along with, I guess, really what I want to encourage um, you guys in that if, if you are, if you're at a place that you're feeling frustrated with the Lord and the life he has before you, like right now where you're sitting with your past, your present, your future, or lack of seeing a future, I honestly first invite you to get on your knees um, just ask God what's going on deep in your heart and, mm-hmm. and even in your mind because um, it's a battle there in both those places. Mm-hmm. Um, ask him to show you if there are any deeply embedded roots of sin that are causing this fruit to grow because it doesn't just come from nowhere. Ask him for a vision. Ask him to show you in his word truth to replace every single lie of this world that you may be believing um, things from the enemy or even mm-hmm. that your sin are saying right now. I would also encourage you to ask him to humble you to hear because I know for myself yeah. that sometimes he'll show me, but I don't have, I'm not listening. Um, or you don't want to listen. <laughs> no. don't want to, yeah. It's hard. Stay in that ditch, girl. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. And even as I like, honestly, as I was typing up some notes in preparation, like I would, and, and saying it even too, I'm like praying for you that, that may be listening that um, if you are feeling this discontent that you'll just be so filled with the anticipation of the joy that God has before you as you just imagine the wonderful ways that God has already provided truth to align mm-hmm. our vision, align our hearts. Like that is our God. Like he has done that. Um, and to just be thankful for the most precious gift we have, which is a hope and a purpose in Christ. It doesn't mean it's going to be pain-free. Again, we just both yeah. shared some different ways that it's been painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but for his glory, there is just such joy in the obedience of being content in Christ. Um, just open your Bible, search for what God says is true. Um, I had a couple verses that uh, I'm not one that likes like plug and play, like just like this verse fits here and this verse fits here. But mm-hmm. I think these 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 are a couple ones that I wanted to, to share that I think uh, contextually even fit. In Philippians 4, 11 through 13, um, and I'm not saying this because I feel neglected, for I have learned to be satisfied with what I have. I know what it is to be in need and what it is to have more than enough. I have learned this secret so that anywhere, at any time, I am content. Whether I am full or hungry, whether I have too much or too little, hmm. I have the strength to faith all, face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. And uh, that just, yeah, I mean, I know it's a commonly used one for contentment, but rightfully so, because it just, I think, speaks to all the different ways that we can come with, but this, but that, but this. 
that really the, the secret is relying on Christ and, and in every circumstance, um, he will provide that contentment. Um, Ephesians 1, 3 to 4 was also um, one that spoke to me about just being content with who we are in Christ. Um, Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. That just, I think for me, creates the right heart posture, you know, of like, this is who the God of the universe created me to be. And those are ones that I think, again, are encouraging to me, but I, in this coming before the Lord and being real and raw, some of the verses that you're going to need to meditate, study, and, and maybe even memorize are kind of contingent on your heart's posture and things that come up when you talk with God and when you ask him to search your heart. Um, if there are attributes of God that you're not believing, lean into studying those. Um, he is who he says he is. So if that isn't something you're believing, like there, there needs to, you can definitely find ways to, to speak that preach that truth back to yourself um, that God has revealed in his word. And you kind of have cool ways of um, like meditating and studying on God's word. I noticed like mm-hmm. you're a pretty visual person. And sure. so it's not uncommon for you to do like watercolors yeah. and verses on cards and um, you'll put them in the bathroom and I'll see that. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I, yeah. And, and I, I love that. And yeah. um, just, practically speaking like for me I have I have note cards with yeah. verses on them and yeah. I, I I force myself I don't always want to my heart doesn't want to but I force myself to yeah memorize God's word because like you're saying hiding it away in your heart is mm-hmm. um just crucial yeah and it is I think it's recognizing that <laughs> I mean even sometimes googling like what to do to memorize verses because it is I think is there some, some us, good stuff I i've never it, done it, that interesting before. because it can like provoke like you said like i'm a little more visual or i appreciate the art of doing things and, and different yeah. people different personalities are going to be able to meditate on those differently um as you come into that prayer closet mm-hmm. with the lord mm-hmm. um another one of the verses that that was really encouraging to me was psalm 118 24 this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it um just encourage you that in the days that you're you're seeking out how to what tools are going to work like the deep heart work of going into the prayer closet with the lord just rejoice in in god while you work through this and take joy in what he's entrusted you with i i had a couple other like practical tools for help too because again without having to google search it then Mm -hmm. um i'd I'd encourage you to ask friends of faith mentors parents um if there are any ways that uh they see that are contributing to this pattern of um, discontentment. Invite others into this space uh, to come alongside you. Like, per the body, like, we, we got to be real and raw and vulnerable. Um, yeah. And thankfulness lists are another huge thing for me. I think that, I mean, from your training too, I think it might yeah. be a therapy tool for a lot of people too. That like if you, The grateful practice. Yeah, yeah. So just, for me, it was taking 10 verses, you know, or 10 verses, sorry, 10, 10 things each day that I'm thankful yeah. to, um, thankful to God for. And, uh, it really helps shift my mindset. And I think that it's an honoring thing too, as we're giving God the glory. We're also going to provide a few resources um, on on the page that we post with this podcast of Mm -hmm. different books we've read and like the song that Jess mentioned and some other songs we've read. Because again, thinking being different personalities, like we can, we need to literally bathe Mm -hmm. ourselves in God's truth and just be surrounded by what he says. And, And I think especially in seasons where we're fighting for that contentment too. I've also found for myself one of the biggest things um, after making that time to to come before the Lord in a real raw way and then to look in his word is next to get up and get the focus off myself. I I would say to go volunteer or um, go bring a meal to someone or or pray for others. I mean, if you're 
don't even know where to start with that. Just start by praying mm -hmm. for someone else. Things that really require me to think of others' needs and, and not just be stuck in my own head and own patterns. Like, it's a real thing. Like, your struggle is real and it is not diminished while we are, we're not just to be all about ourselves. Um, I just encourage you that we, we don't always get to choose our situation, but we do get to choose how we think about it, um, how we shape our hearts in the process, and how we come to God in it. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. kind of my what I would do to, to help you along in this battle that is already won by the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so for me, like when we were talking about contentment, sometimes I get like frustrated with, with um, just covering not deep theological issues, but things like that we cover. And I'm like, but what's the practicality? Like where, right. <laughs> where is my day to day? What does that look like? Um, so for my part, which was talking about like what day to day looks like, I actually called a couple um, good single, uh, just wonderful women of the Lord that I know and just kind of pick their brain on what they were doing. But something that I kind of wanted to address super quick before I go into just practical reasons. Something that helped me take the edge off was giving myself permission to not be great. And what I mean by that is that there is no expectation to be great. I know millennial culture, I think, is kind of centered on this idea that we've got to find our calling and we have to change the world. And if we're not doing that, we'll, we're failing. And I think that's the message that the world is sending us. And I do think sometimes that leads to severe discontentment i know for me yeah. while that might be for some people who have callings um the older i get i i personally don't think that that's the norm oh. <laughs> um and i was hiking by myself one day and it kind of hit me that there really isn't an expectation for us or me me personally to be great but there is an expectation for me to love god and glorify his name always by loving other people yeah. and so however you think that looks like but you know a lot of my my single friends recommended talking to a married friend with a kid like if we're talking specifically about singleness sometimes it helps getting perspective sure. um, and speaking yeah. to our friends who are in different life phases than yeah. us because she had mentioned like her married friend was really struggling in her marriage and with this child and like yeah. just had days where she was like i don't know what i'm doing and savor every free moment of this time that you have and sure. that definitely provides some good perspective i yeah. think is talking to yeah women um, of all generations and ages. Yeah. And for me, you know, mine was making a list on your phone of answered prayers. So mm. I've titled mine moments where I've seen God at work in PDX, just mm. little things too. Like I want to start a CS Lewis book club and a friend just texted me saying that they wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, <laughs> yes, my nerd dream is coming true. <laughs> and it's uh, a prayer. Yeah, I mean, that's it, so cool. it did, it did. Mm. And you know, talking to friends and roommates, I think there's just so much power in, like I said before, just knowing you're not alone. Like Amanda and I have, I think chats too, where we walk away and nothing really gets solved, but we are both at peace with just, okay, this is, yeah. this is our lives. You're related to, and, yeah. and that you're not in it alone. And no one's being like, hey, you can fix this by going on a dating app. Yeah, yeah, or you can, right. yeah, like, yeah. That's not where it starts. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so I have a friend who, who also finds a lot of, of meaning by doing, I just kind of think that could be a danger too. So sure. something to think about is like, don't serve and serve and serve and serve and serve until you can't serve anymore. Right. Find meaning in your doing. And, and by that, like what you're doing, don't do it selfishly and with your own interests. Meaning by doing isn't really helping anyone. Do it because God asks you to and, and do it joyfully with the things that you're gifted by God to do. And 
I mean, hopefully as you're listening to this, someone has at least affirmed a few things in you of just what God has gifted you in and what you are good at. And so for me, what kind of came up just with verses is I thought about 1 Samuel 16, 7, which says, man sees the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. And I think that's hard with you know, contentment, we see people who are successful, are pretty, are dating, are married, or whatever. They have what you don't have. In the end, hey, does does that matter? <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And I, I also love Psalm 73, 26, which says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm-hmm. And I think about that in terms of our our suffering in life, just that, that even if, God, you don't ever answer this prayer that I have, you are the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I think just even pondering that is just, oh, it's that in my heart. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I think you had a good point too of taking a step back and mindfully looking at what's robbing us of our contentment. It is, it's a heart issue. Um, It all stems, like you were saying, from our relationship with the Lord. And so it's been an absolute joy talking to you all or talking into this microphone that looks like a lollipop about contentment. But tune in again. We have an upcoming podcast on stagnation in your faith during this in-between time. But friends, we are praying for you. We're we're thinking about you. We're cheering you on. We also welcome any feedback you have to. uh, Comments, compliments, criticisms, connections, you name it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, concerns. Yes. Did I not put concerns in there? Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) We do want to hear it. We really do. I value your input. And if there's something we didn't think to add that you're like, you dummies, like we want to know it. So until next time, signing off. Jessica and Amanda. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, this is Lisa DeSilva again, and it is my absolute honor to be the co-founder and director of Arise. As a listener, reader, workshop participant, podcast guest, writer, whatever it is you do alongside us, you are an active member of this community. It's why we called it a collective and we're so glad to have you as a vital part of it. Our prayer is that everything we do at Arise will serve as an encouragement and resource as you grow in your own understanding of the word, draw near to Christ, and share conversations with women about glorifying God through their own spiritual journey. Arise Ministries Collective is a nonprofit ministry operating on the generous donations of people like you. We simply can't do what we do without you. And as we grow and begin to reach more women for God's kingdom purpose, so does our need for financial support. If you would like to make a one-time or recurring monthly tax-deductible gift, click the donate button on our website to give and be sure to include your email and mailing address so we can stay in touch and send you a year-end receipt for your generosity. Thank you for supporting Arise Ministries Collective. To God be the glory.